Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. The Rose Bowl. The game that inspired the college football bowl season has a long and storied history. The stadium itself is 100 years old, and in celebration of it, Pigskin Dispatch is assembling some of the top historians and authors to share the memories, people, and events that make the granddaddy of them all the special game that it is. Enjoy this Rose Bowl memory from pigskindispatch.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal of a positive football history. And welcome to Rose Bowl History Month as we are well into Rose Bowl history. We're going one Rose Bowl at a time. We're talking about them all and a lot of different people and aspects of the game and the venue that turns 100 years old that does the stadium here in 2023 in January. And as always, we try to have some of the greatest experts and historians and authors coming on talking about these great games. Tonight is no exception. We have Matthew Debios back on to talk about the 1963 Rose Bowl. Matthew, welcome back to the Pigpen. Uh, Darren, it's always an honor and a privilege to be on your show. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is uh, fantastic, Matthew. We love having you on. You always bring uh, some extra energy into the, the podcast and the events, and you talk about some great topics and some great people and games, and tonight is really one of those. It's really yes. one of the best Rose Bowls ever played, so I can't wait yes. to hear this one. Yes, we are featuring the 1963 Rose Bowl between unbeaten US, USC Trojans and the number two ranked Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, for USC, this was their first Rose Bowl appearance since uh, 1950, the 1953 Rose Bowl. And for Wisconsin, this was their first Rose Bowl appearance since 1960. Uh, for USC, this was very significant. This was John, uh, John McKay, legendary John McKay's very first Rose Bowl appearance in his third season to coaching at USC. Uh, the previous two seasons, the Trojans had had losing records simply because when McKay took over in 1961, uh, USC was on probation. The previous coach, Don Clark, had gotten in trouble violations of rules uh, with the NCAA. So basically, the Trojans were on probation, and McKay, when he took over, had to play uh, had to play out the string. He was just he was trying no sixty yeah he, he had to play out the string get USC off paper, and also he was introducing his systems his his famous eye formation. And he was slowly getting his recruiting together. And those first two seasons was basically like a shakeout cruise. You know, get 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 off paper there, then get my players together, and then then teach them the new eye formation that Don Coriel had created and D John McKay had installed into the offense there. And by 1962, he finally has his recruiting all together. 
He's got two great quarterbacks in Pete, future NFL uh, pro football quarterbacks in Pete Bethard and, and Bill Nelson, Cleveland Browns legendary quarterback Bill Nelson. Plus, he has got future AFL at uh, Oakland at Raiders legend Willie Brown as a running back. Also, future Green Bay Packer, a uh, future NFL running back Ben Wilson was on that uh, 67 Green Bay Packers team that won Super Bowl II. Uh, he also played for the Rams. Also, you had a future pro uh, uh, offensive line, Bob Svias, who was a future teammate of Willie Brown's with the Oakland Raiders there. He was he was an offensive lineman there. So he has got some talent there. And he finally puts it all together. And during that regular season, USC sweeps the board. Perfect record. It was their first unbeaten season since 1944 and their first perfect season since 1932. So... Uh, going into the Rose Bowl, USC had already won the national championship. This was during an era that when the AP polls were done, they would declare the national champions before the bowl games were played. I think it wasn't until like 67, 68 that they decided to wait till after the bowl games were played. So when USC went into this Rose Bowl matchup, they had already won the national championship. Whether they won or lost this game would not affect them at all. They would They would keep the championship. Now, number two, Wisconsin. Uh, they it was a hard fought series, and for them, uh, they 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 featured Ron Vanderkellen at quarterback, a brilliant RPO quarterback, but he was kind of a hard luck case. Uh, his first year of varsity as a sophomore, he lost. He sat out the whole season due to injuries. Then, in his junior year, he was academically ineligible, bad grades. He couldn't play at all. Finally, in 62, his senior year, he gets it all together. He gets back on the squad. His grades are good. And he teams up with uh, offensive end Pat Richter, who earned All-American honors that season. And they, it's a hard-fought season. By the game four, when they beat Iowa, they entered the, the, the polls at the number 10 position. Then the very next week in game five, they lose to Ohio State. And... They kind of knock them off the charts for a bit, but they slowly come back. They mount a four-game winning streak with big wins against Michigan, top-ranked Northwestern, big game, a big win against top-ranked Northwestern. Then they beat Illinois, and then in a, a tough matchup against Minnesota, they beat Minnesota, and that win helps them get the number two spot, and they win the Big Ten Conference title with that win, and they get into the Rose Bowl there. And it's... I mean, Vanderkellen, he was like a Fran Tarkinen type, brilliant RPO quarterback. If he wasn't passing it, he was running it. I mean, he would just call his own number. He he, he just he was constant motion, constant perpetual motion, just like Tarkinen. He would just light up the field there. He was a gambler. He was a scrambler and a gambler. So going into the game, uh, they, they they take it on. USC draws first blood. Pete Bethard throws a 13-yard touchdown pass to Ron Butcher. Then uh, the Wisconsin comes right back, mounts a drive, and they tie it up with Ralph Keurig scoring on a one-yard touchdown plunge. But then for the remainder of the first quarter, second quarter, and the third quarter, it is all USC. USC responds with three three consecutive touchdowns. Uh, Ben Wilson scores on a one-yard touchdown plunge. Ron Heller goes on another 25-yard touchdown plunge. Pete Bethard throws a 57-yard touchdown pass to Hal Bedsall, who was USC's top wide receiver there. He was always 
He was the deep threat. He was like uh, Wisconsin's Pat Richter. He was the go-to guy. You want the big play done, you throw it to Hal Bedsole. And uh, they they build up this lead. It's 28-7. to Wisconsin comes back midway through the third quarter. Vander Kellen uh, scores on a seven. He scrambles. He scores on a 17-yard touchdown run. Makes it 28-14. But then guess what? USC just keeps coming back. I mean, USC's defense was fantastic. They 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 set a record intercepting three Ron Vanderkellen passes. It, it was a, I think it's still a Rose Bowl record that stands today. Three interceptions, and mm-hmm. and they, they they score two more touchdowns. Bether throws another touchdown pass to Hal Bedsall, and then another touchdown pass to Fred Hill. Actually, in that game, it set a Rose Bowl record: six touchdown passes in one game combined. It stood for it stood for decades that record there, and Bethard he, you know he's got four and Vanderkellen got two, so it looks like forty two to fourteen looks like a slaughter. I mean it's all the fourth quarter is already underway there. I mean that last touchdown you know it, it happened early in the fourth quarter, and then it happens. One of the most amazing comebacks in Rose Bowl history. Vanderkellen basically they stopped running anymore. He just he 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 actually in that game threw th- through 48 passes, which was staggering, completed 33 of 48 passes for 401 yards. Mm-hmm. And in the remainder of that game, the remainder of that fourth quarter, Wisconsin scores 23 unanswered points. Uh, uh Lou Holland scores on a 13-yard touchdown run. Then Wisconsin scored scored uh, scored on a uh, touchdown uh, pass to Gary Croner there, and then they get on a bat uh, they force USC to punt, and on a bad snap from center, USC is trapped in the end zone for a safety. And the thing is, USA got lucky with that with the safety because if it had been a fumble and that USC scored a touchdown, it would have resulted in a tie game. But all mm. you Wisconsin got was two points off the safety. And the clock is running out. The clock is running out. And amazingly, the Badgers got the ball. The final possession of the game, there it was one. Vanderkin was going to throw one emergency pass to Pat Richter, and the clock ran out. They had uh, uh, the clock ran out, <laughs> and USC held on barely to win 42-37. And I think that too was a record combined score that stood for a long time until finally. Let's see. Um, got broken in 1991. Uh, let's see. Uh, four, 48 passes attempted by Wisconsin. That got broken in 1995. But um, a t- total first downs by Wisconsin, 32. It still stands. It's still a record today. It's still a Rose Bowl record today. Uh, let's see. Uh, passes intercepted by Wisconsin. Yep. Still, uh, uh, those interception by USC, still a Rose Bowl record today. It's got tied, but it's never been surpassed there. And yeah, I mean, McKay. He, and they asked the press asked him about it after the game, and he said, "We just ran out of gas in that second half." I mean, yeah, I mean, they ran out of gas, and then years later, he said, "You want to know why I turned prematurely gray?" He said, "It was that Wisconsin pro- comeback that turned all this gray." He should he earned them all, right? Oh yeah, he he had some great one liners over his you know college oh, yeah. and professional career. Great, yeah. great uh, coaches speak from uh, Coach Sean McKay. That's for sure. But it was, but it was the perfect culmination to John McKay's first national championship 
He had finally turned it around. USC was once more a viable t- a viable power in the Pac-8 conference. Well, it wasn't called the Pac-8. It was called the AAWU, but the, the future Pac-8 conference. And I think if we look at the history of, of the what now is the Pac-12 is that as USC goes, so goes the Pac-12. USC has almost for a, a hundred years has always been the flagship of the Pacific Coast of the Pac-12. And he made them viable once more. I mean, he would not win another national championship till 67, but he had turned it around. He made the Trojans viable. Future great. He would recruit future uh, greats. Uh, Mini Mike Garrett, O.J. Simpson, Anthony Davis, Sam the Bam Cunningham, Ricky Bell, you know, Mike, Mike White. You know, that tradition of those great USC tailbacks because he had that eye formation. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just also, you know, running backs. It was also quarterbacks. Pat Hay- Pat Hayden, wide receivers, John, uh, Lynn Swan, you know, uh, uh, defense, you know de- uh, offensive lineman Ron Yer- Ron Yeri, you know, guys like that. Uh, it was he was creating that magnificent and glorious USC tradition, and you know, it, it was one of the great. It's remains one of the great Rose Bowl games. And the thing about Vanderkellen is, he was not drafted by the NFL. Uh, he was age, actually, he was signed by the Minnesota Vikings as a free agent in 1963, but he, he, he pulled up another stunning performance in the college 63 college all-star game against the defending champion Green Bay Packers. He actually engineered an upset 20 to 17 win with a little help from his, uh, of, uh, Wisconsin offensive and Pat Richter. He was scra- he scrambled, and he he, he, just, he blew the Packers' defense mind. And he, it was the last time that a, a college all-star team actually beat an NFL team in the history of the college all-star game, which no longer exists. Yeah. yeah. And, and he had a brief career. He was always a backup quarterback. He was a backup to Fran Tarkin, which is ironic, two scrambling quarterbacks and all that. He played briefly in the Canadian Football League, we sadly, Ron Vanderkellen died in 2016. But I remember reading a book once uh, when they talked to him about that 63 game. He said people would come up to him and say, "Hey, I remember watching you in that game. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> he will always be for, remembered for that magnificent performance in the 1963 Rose Bowl. Huh. Yeah, that, wow, that's a great uh, history on that game and great uh, take on it. That's a very exciting game. Can you, can you imagine, yeah. you know, I, I, you and I weren't old enough to watch it and enjoy it, uh, this game. You know, I, I wasn't born yet, for God's sakes. But, yeah, uh, born but to go back and watch these video clips and you yeah. watch the ending of that game, you I mean, the, it makes the hair stand on the back of your head and you see those yeah. comeback, you know, by... But yeah, uh, you know, Wisconsin, that was just tremendous, tremendous players and coaching and all the way around, just a great game. So thank you for sharing that with us. And here's one other historical first with that game. It was the first time in Rose Bowl history, the number one ranked team took on the number two ranked team in in, in the college, in the AP polls. That had never happened before in Rose Bowl history. Number one, taking on number two. So it was like a de facto national championship game, in essence. Uh, well, no, because I mentioned before, they uh, no, the national championship was already oh, that, decided. That's true. So it was already decided. You're right. If had lost that game, they would not have lost their championship. It was a moot point. It was kind of weird. I mean, that was the weird thing about it. Until they waited to after the bowl games, there is like, I think, three or four instances where the top-ranked team that had been declared a national championship lost its bowl game without losing the national championship. I mean – 
uh, 64 Alabama won the national championship, yet they lost the uh, uh, Orange Bowl game to Texas. Uh, let's see, uh, 53 Maryland uh, won the national championship, but lost its bowl game to Oklahoma. Then Oklahoma in 50 uh, won a national championship, but they lost their bowl game to Kentucky. And I think there was another. Oh, there another, was another one. I think Michigan ended up overtaking Notre Dame or. No, no. Uh, 1960 Minnesota. The only team never won a national championship while losing two games. They had a one loss thing. They were declared national champ, but they lost the Rose Bowl to Washington. The 1960 Ooh, okay. Minnesota Gophers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only team with two losses that ever won a national championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Four times. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Now, Matthew, you you have a great book, uh, and we've talked about it multiple times on here, but I, I want to make sure it's such a good book. I want to make sure people know about it here, especially with the college game. Your Lords of the Gridiron, your first book on, on the college coaches. Uh, maybe you give us the full title of that and where people can get that. Yes. And in 2019, my third book, Lords of the Gridiron, College Football's Greatest Coaches, was released on Amazon. And you can only find it at Amazon. It's not available in stores. It is present. It is up on Amazon. It is on sale at thirty percent off and will remain on sale until after the national championship game is played in middle of next month. So, you want a stocking stuffer for Christmas? Go out and get it. It's on sale and it's a great read. Please get it. All right, well said. And uh, we have links uh, to Matthew's books, uh, a couple, a few of his books on Pigskin Dispatch. We'll have them in the show notes of this podcast too. Make it real easy for you. Get that Christmas gift. Get it on the way. And uh, you know, we got a week before Christmas here, so got plenty of time to get it in here too. So, Matthew DBS, thank you so much for sharing once again, and thank you for all the that you've done to help us celebrate these Rose Bowls. Uh, you've talked about quite a few of them, and we've really enjoyed it and learned a lot from it. And and we thank you, sir, for sharing uh, and celebrating with us. Thank you for all your great work, Darren. Keep up the great work, okay? Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. 
Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.